I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. I just support women. I guess that's what separates me from my co-hosts. And I'm Handsome Drew. Technically, the rules say dogs can't play. Wait, no, no. There's nothing in the rule button that says dogs can't play. Yeah, that's what I just said. And this is not. And this is not. And this is not. This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 144 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. We are breaking down the Apple TV Plus movie, Spirited. And I got a hot sports opinion for you guys about this movie. Spirited, which was made in 2022, is the only good Christmas movie that's been made since Elf, which was 2003, which was the best Christmas movie since The Muppet's Christmas Carol, 1992, which was the best Christmas movie since It's a Wonderful Life. From 1946. So there are your four good Christmas movies, and this one might be the best of all. I'm freaking fired up to talk about Spirited tonight. Somebody fight me on that. I forgot how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about Either to say. Way, come on. We've had 80 years actually, worth of movies, and we've got five good ones. No, Love Actually <laughs> does not count. That is not a good movie. So I'm fired up to talk about Spirited tonight. Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Dame Judi Dench. What more could you have in the movie? Out of nowhere. I I would agree with you. I absolutely love this movie. I don't think that your order of events and how you got to it was correct, but I think that this is (laughs) firmly in the stable of my Christmas pantheon and will be rewatched time and again. I do love all the movies you mentioned, except for It's a Wonderful Life. I put up with it, but... Uh, a Muppet's Christmas <laughs> with Michael Caine. I'm here for it every time. Uh, that might be the goat. Yeah. I also love that Elf was referenced in this movie. Very fun. Sure. Uh, took a very Ryan Reynolds-y Deadpool effect of poking fun at the, you know, the real world around it. Uh, I, I gotta love a movie that's aware of itself. This was a, a story that everybody knows, The Christmas Carol, Right. Whether you knew it from uh, the original Christmas Carol, from Scrooge, from the TV, made-for-TV version of it uh, with Patrick Stewart, the Muppets version, uh, the animated version that had Jim Carrey on it that was disgusting. Um, I mean, whatever. Or even The Man Who Invented Christmas, where they talk about the guy who just wrote A Christmas Carol. This movie tells a story that everybody knows, but they did it in a fun an original way with a couple of new twists. And even though I think that the, the final ending was pretty self-explanatory. I, I, you saw that coming. This this movie's perfect. Yeah. So don't, so, so take that. Uh, No, 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 no. You saw the ending coming. If none of you saw the ending coming the whole way through after like the 10 minute mark, I would like for you to apologize publicly for that statement. You just made no way. I thought the middle had a fun twist on it, but the ending, you saw that coming from the first 15 minutes. So, But it was still very fun. I enjoyed the ride the whole way. Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong. I'm also a sucker for musicals. So yeah, I knew several people that didn't like this movie or was kind of like meh about it. They were like... I bet one of them's on our podcast today, right? I think this is where I'll jump in with my Yeah, there it is. Good segue. Yeah. This movie, Bah Humbug was awful. <laughs> Who's the Grinch now? No, I'm just kidding. I actually really enjoyed it too, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to do a whole Tiff bit. Tiff shot me a text and was like, did you really like Spirited? And I was like, 
Yes. I really, I've seen it three yeah. times. Yes, I like Spirited. The way she phrased it a little bit, did you see Spirited? <laughs> you know, she oh, she okay. loved it also. Uh, oh, okay. She was half watching it while doing, uh, studying for a, a big test she's got coming up, uh, or her boards, but uh, uh, humble brag. And she's incredible. She's an amazing woman. And she does all of our art for <laughs> our Instagram and uh, Twitter. So go show her some love. Um but uh, we watched it. She was half watching it. And then she looked up during the tap dance number routine. And she's like, um, excuse me, is this movie actually really good? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, and we watched yes. the rest of it. And then we went back and watched the part that she had missed. So that's funny. We've seen it one and a half times, I guess. Sure. That's that's one and a half times too few. Wow. Okay. I know what we're doing <laughs> uh, for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> something like that yeah it is kind of a long movie there there are parts of it you're like i feel like we could speed this up and that's why they cut one of the songs and put it at the very end which was one of the best songs yeah i I, you need to stop saying bad things about this movie immediately or else it's gonna be a really long podcast i'm not saying bad things about it (laughs) i'm pointing out facts it was a long movie (laughs) the ending was predictable some people felt not about it I love this movie. I'll dance on the I table. I will fight anyone who doesn't like this Good movie. afternoon to you, sir, if you didn't like this movie. <laughs> yes. Good afternoon. <laughs> will you, uh, Crawford, will you give us a quick recap for just the sake of keeping us all on the same page? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So if you are got this far into the podcast, I'm assuming that you have seen this movie. So I'm going to talk about it like you've seen this movie. So if you listen to this podcast, do not leave a comment that says, oh, you spoiled it for me. Because here's the alert. Spoilers ahead. The whole thing is about the movie. Would you think we were only going to talk about half of it? Stupid. (laughs) All right. Spirited is the story of A Christmas Carol. But instead of it just being about Scrooge, imagine if the ghosts got together and they did this every single year. This was a reproduction that they made to try to change a person for good so that they could affect the world around them, have little ripple effects of good. But they only do it once a year on Christmas, and they spend the rest of the year going and searching out what soul they're going to go haunt, basically, on Christmas Day. and Or Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve. And they have, uh, they have the Ghost of Christmas Past, Ghost of Christmas Present, played by Will Ferrell, and the Ghost of Christmas Future, who's just a skeleton who's pointing at stuff, but he can actually talk to his friends. And so you get kind of a fun, like, co-worker vibe of, like, hey, this is just a big company behind the scenes. Uh, this is where all the dead spirits go. Marley's there. He's running the whole thing. This was his whole shindig, and they just keep doing it every year. Will Ferrell is the Ghost of Christmas Present is doing great at his job but at some point is like hey is this all there is you know i've been doing this for 46 years uh it gets pointed out several times that like hey you've kind of been doing this for a while maybe it's time to or 46 seasons past what you should have been doing sorry uh maybe it's time to retire and finds the next person that they're gonna do, uh go haunt and decides it shouldn't be this one hotel owner but it should be ryan reynolds who in the real world runs a, and help me on this description, Kyle and Drew jump in, but runs like a media company that basically slanders other people for Twitterverse. I think the correct term is a PR company. All right, but that's... Sure, yeah, a bad one, not the good one. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a good one. <laughs> one that cheats, one that uses the internet as a weapon for you. Yeah, one that uses people's hate 
to try to bring, I don't know, fortunes to other people, which is uh, kind of like a arms dealer of hate. You hate to see that. But uh, he's very good at his job. He's been doing it for a very long time. And Will Ferrell sees an opportunity to affect this guy. And, you know, look at all the people he reaches, all the industries he reaches. And at this point in the movie, there's been about five songs. Yeah. And I want to stress that to anybody that hasn't seen it. This is very much a big, big musical. And there is singing throughout, and they have a lot of fun with it as well. But uh, the big twist on this is that during the haunting, something goes awry, and Ryan Reynolds becomes very Ryan Reynolds and becomes very aware of the story he's in and starts taking control of the narrative. And he starts talking to the ghost of Christmas present, Will Ferrell about his life, his former life, what he's doing, like what, and he starts basically haunting Will Ferrell about his present, about his future, about his past. And so I thought that was a really fun twist on it. Turns out Will Ferrell's actually the original Scrooge. And he is doing this as he knows that he was an unredeemable person and then he died shortly thereafter. And so now he does this to try to, you know, prove to the rest of the world and do some good in the world, but he's not quite sure about it. He falls in love with Ryan Reynolds' assistant and decides that he's going to try to go live in the world. Ryan Reynolds helps him do that, but he also didn't really get changed by the whole haunting experience or so you think. Um, He sees the, the death of a little boy, which changes his, his heart kind of and he goes and keeps his niece from cyberbullying other people which is good a message we should all take home after he told her to do that yeah Yeah, absolutely you should cyberbully this kid Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then uh goes and saves that but it turns out it didn't really change his heart it was only when he sacrificed himself to save will ferrell's now corporal corporeal his earthly form and <laughs> and uh, then Ryan Reynolds actually becomes the new Ghost of Christmas Present. So there's there's your quick recap of the movie of Spirited. Now, one thing that I mentioned in there was that this is a very big musical. I think there's like I don't know twelve songs and like at least four reprises, reprises, reprises. <laughs> yeah. Those- Reprise, stick with that one. Yeah, they they redo it several times. Um, did you guys have a favorite scene or a favorite song that stuck out to you? No, time out. Before we do that, going into this movie, I thought this was a movie that might have a few dance numbers and a song or two. In the opening credits, when it said music by Pasek and Paul, I went, oh, okay. That's weird they're doing a Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds movie. Pasek and Paul did La La Land. Dear Evan Hansen, The Greatest Showman, yeah. uh, uh, the Crocodile one. They're, they're known for making <laughs> music for some of the best Broadway and movie musicals like of all time. So I was like, wow, I wonder how much money they had to pay those guys to get them to do this dumb you know, one or two off songs. And then when it bur- like the first five minutes burst out into a huge dance number and song, I was like, oh, I'm in a very different movie than I thought I was going to be in. Because I didn't think there was any way Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds could carry a musical and I actually thought they did a pretty decent job on the singing. They killed the dancing. Oh, yeah. Those dance numbers were awesome. Which, like, we've seen Ryan Reynolds jump around in a red suit and behead somebody and stick somebody like a kebab. So, like, we the CGI is around. But uh, <laughs> I highly doubt they CGI'd the dance numbers. So, 
props to those dudes for learning all of those dance numbers. Absolutely. And the singing really wasn't terrible. So that that was the first thing that stuck out to me is like Paskin Paul, two of the greatest songwriters of our this generation, in a Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell led musical about Christmas. Incredible. How did they pull this off? I mean how did they do it? First of all, we all should have known after Anchorman's singing of Afternoon Delight that Will Ferrell sure. can he can sing a, a dang good song. Don't forget about his uh song in Step Brothers. Uh whatever that one is, the famous opera song. Yeah. He doesn't actually sing that one though, right? Sure does. No. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't believe you. I'm going to have to see yeah. some supporting you, you asked about favorite songs. That one towards the end, I think it's, it's called Unredeemable, I think, when it's just yeah. Will Ferrell and the choir behind him. That was a pretty great song. But the Good uh, good Afternoon. Good Afternoon. It's hard to top that one. Yeah. But all the music was great. Yeah, I, I think y'all have done a, a phenomenal. I really haven't had anything to, to chime in and add on. Uh, I think... Bringing Back Christmas was the only other really good number that I enjoyed. Yeah. Where uh, Ryan Reynolds talks about being evil and bad, and we get to introduce oh, yeah. how bad and evil he is. Uh, that was fun. And also, he can sing, like, carry a tune can sing, not just, like, theater talk sings. Like, he actually is going for it, which he, you know, didn't have to do. They I saw somewhere, like, Ryan Reynolds and, and Will Ferrell both got paid, like, $20 million mm-hmm. each for this role. And then, like, of the total budget of $75 million. So over half their budget wow. went to the two leads. Um, I bet a lot of that went towards vocal training and yeah, dance and, training. And choreography. Like, there's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they really were trying to do well. Yeah. Not just, like, I'm getting my paycheck in this kid's movie, kid's Christmas movie. It was- that first song that Ryan Reynolds has, he does, like, talk, sing through the most of it. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, okay. Like, this, this isn't good. No, but he at the end of the song he does start to actually like sing. Yeah, yeah. I think that is kind of throughout the end of. But the first one I was like, uh oh, I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if Mr. Deadpool's going to pull this one off. And I thought he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, that, that's definitely the big worry. Um, yeah. Also, some supporting cast people were really great. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Octavia Spencer did a great job. Patrick Page does has the coolest voice ever. Uh, as Marley. Is that Marley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then some other people, like uh, uh, Sunita Mani, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. She plays uh, Past, the Ghost of Christmas oh, Past. Oh, yeah. She does a yeah. phenomenal job. I, I saw her... I only think I... Everything, Everywhere, All at Once was... She was on the screen as like the opera uh, hot dog fingers person. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently... I think, I, I think she was in Glow, but that was the only thing yes, I think I've seen yes, her Yes, she was. Uh, apparently... Well, anywho... Um, and then Tracy Morgan uh, was yeah. the host yeah. of Future, <laughs> and that, they they milked a lot out of what was historically been a very small role, like yeah. And they they kind of turned it on its head. This whole movie is turning to his point. <laughs> yeah, this whole movie was turning the Christmas Carol on its head, and and I which I loved. So I also loved all the songs you guys talked about as well. I think the Good Afternoon song was maybe my favorite. And then Ryan Reynolds talking about bringing back Christmas, about the the trees and everything. And then also the one at the very end about uh, the ripples that's in the credits. I think it was one of the best songs uh, and definitely had the most like like, some of the big stage choreography. They're dancing (laughs) in the water and stuff and all that, uh, which I thought was really funny that the way they did it in the movie was he was about to sing 
And then Marley was like, listen, I'll let you just do whatever you want if you don't sing right now. <laughs> yes. And it was funny that Marley kept saying that throughout. Like, really? Another one? We don't... Yeah. We, it's not necessary. Like, <laughs> you don't have no to do that. no time for a song. Yeah. It, which is even funnier with one of the first lines when they go into the first music number and they're introducing some new spirits to the corporate work site. And they're like, what's happening? They're like, oh, it's a musical. And they're like, what is? And they're like, the entire afterlife. The whole thing. The whole thing's a musical. And that's when, as a viewer, you're like, oh, no. Like, we're, yeah. we're in for a big one here. Um, uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. I had three spit takes in the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie. When the opening scene happens and uh, with Rose Byrne. Yeah. And, uh, and Will Ferrell says, he's introducing everybody. He's like, this is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. The ghost of Christmas past. And me, Brad Pitt. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. I spit out my drink and my wife goes, seriously? I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I wasn't prepared for it. You know, it maybe, maybe it won't happen again. And then when he describes Ryan Reynolds character as the perfect combination of Mussolini and Seacrest. Yes. Another spit take. Another spit take. And my wife's like, do I need to get you a towel? And then the third time when Octavia Spencer's character sees Will Ferrell's character for the first time. And they start interacting. And Tracy Morgan goes, do we need to kill her now? <laughs> so hard that I just put my drink away. He's <laughs> like, you know what? This is not a movie to watch while drinking. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy it. Uh, I, man, what a great Christmas movie. Um, I want to ask you guys, when did y'all see the twist that the ghost of Christmas present was the original Scrooge? Uh, we said my name's Scrooge. Yeah, when did, when did you see that twist coming? Yeah, that when he told me it when the, the oh when he said, said yeah. when, he, when they opened the door yeah. and he was dressed up as Scrooge. Okay, Crawford. Uh, I'll say when he started talking to Ryan Reynolds and he was like, "When did you start doing this job?" And he's like, "Well, the guy had it before me for ten years, and then he retired, and then I took over for him or whatever." Uh, yeah, I was like, "Okay, so you have a past here that might be related," and I was like, "Are you?" And I was like, "No, probably not." And then I it truly was a, a genuine surprise to me when. As, as soon as they went back to the older past, I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Like, I see where this is going. Gotcha. But uh, up until that one scene, I, I didn't have it on my radar, really. I would go so far as to say it took me a little bit after they revealed Will Ferrell <laughs> as Scrooge for me to realize, oh my gosh, that's Will Ferrell. <laughs> There's so much makeup and hair and stuff. Uh, so that's funny. I'll take the L on this one, team. When they were in the hall of the redeemed, all the statues of people they redeemed, the first one that I saw was Dolly Parton. And so I was like, like, what a weird thing to put in there. So I started like paying attention to the background, like see if I could pick up who they were. And then he was talking to the guy about the next one. Uh, and he was like, hey, you know that you know that unredeemable people can be redeemed. And then like Will Ferrell looks back and you see like the, it's like an over the shoulder shot of a, of a statue with a, top hat thing on it. And I was like, well, he's Scrooge. Uh, and my uh, wife was like, shut up. And I was like, he's definitely Scrooge. And that was right. She threw a pillow at me. So, And that's what I think truly an adaptation should be about is taking something and changing it, not just retelling it in a modern era, right? Like Scrooge right. was fun, but was the exact same story as A Christmas Carol. This was... Mm-hmm. We know that you know that that exists. And not only do you know, but the characters inside the movie know that that exists. So we're doing something different with it. And I thought that that was a nice little twist. One thing you mentioned, Drew, was like a classic Ryan Reynolds thing to be given a lot of agency. There were a lot of classic Ryan Reynolds things that happened in this movie. 
and I want to point them out now. One, I love that he is basically still Van Wilder. Sure. He is giving inspirational speeches to people to convince them to believe in themselves and then using it to, like, whatever situation happens, he is able to talk his way around it to use it to his advantage. Uh, I love that he does... I've talked about this before where he always holds something tightly to him and then, like, throws it casually. I was looking for it in this one. He was in the middle of a line. He's talking to somebody else. He just grabs a handful of nuts and like throws them into his mouth and keeps talking. And I was like, all right, I'm going to count it. But then the other (laughs) thing that he always does is he does like, shh, and he like puts his finger on somebody else's lips to keep them from talking. And he does that when they're talking about uh, Chocolat, which was great. Dame Judy did. Yes. And then uh, the other one where he just, completely face palms somebody else. He does that a lot as well. And he did that to his brother, Owen. Also, I love that Owen had one of the best lines in this movie where he finds out he's going to be an uncle and goes, I'm going to be an uncle, uncle Owen, like star Wars. And I was like, yes, thank you for whoever just was pandering to me. I was that audience. Also, Ryan Reynolds Christmas suit was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I want that. One of my notes was no one has ever looked as sexy dressed as Santa as Ryan Reynolds does in this movie. Yeah. It's never happened before. When's the last time you watched Tim Allen as Santa Claus? Boy. Oof. Hey, speaking of other characters, um, I had this thought during my during the third time. I watched this movie three times. I loved this movie. During the third watch of this movie, I had the thought, would this have been as good of a movie if Ryan Reynolds' character was played by Neil Patrick Harris and Will Ferrell's character was played by Mandy Patinkin, would this... That, that would be the Broadway. If this was ever a Broadway okay. show, I think that's who you would cast in this. Does anybody have a better casting? I'd specifically because they've got pipes and they can actually sing. Whereas these two guys were obviously actors who are trying to sing and doing a good job, but still not singers by trade. First one oh, that comes Hugh to Jackman. my head was that oh, Hugh no, Jackman. I'm wrong. No, yep, Hugh Jackman. no, 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 no. I no. was thinking. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> I thought this whole movie that Ryan Reynolds was channeling his inner Hugh Jackman. I even turned to my wife and she wrote it down in her diary that I had a very funny uh, note. Uh, <laughs> that, But he, he said, Ryan Reynolds said that he texted and talked with Hugh Jackman about, hey, I'm kind of nervous about doing oh, this. Oh, cool. And do you have any tips? And Hugh Jackman was like, yeah, just, you know, listen to the the offbeats and the, and the counts. And he's like, and Ryan Reynolds was like, yeah, that means nothing to me. You tell me something I can actually use. And he ended up just saying, if you have fun and you look like you're having fun, people will have fun also. Yeah. I think Jonathan Groff could also do a good job as uh, the the Ryan Reynolds character. What's his actual name? Mm, Clint. Yeah. Nice. Clint Briggs. Nice. Briggs. I think Will Ferrell was a really great casting for uh, present because there's a certain amount of naivety and christmas joy that you have to have for that character but also a little bit of you're too old for this there were a lot of parts about this movie that i laughed at it being tailored for a very millennial or gen z audience like in the very first scene the the first person they redeem or change or whatever they the phrase they use was uh is a woman named karen yeah, and I just yes. laughed really hard at the fact that she's just named. They're like, "Go, Karen! Like, be better, Karen!" 
Uh, I love that yeah. she's just like calling the HOA on them and stealing their packages. That's hilarious. Yeah. The most like, I want to talk to your manager, like you're not following the rules type person. Um, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell talks about how Joy was spreading like a pandemic. And then he's like, wait, no, scratch that. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was great. Uh, and then beyond to like the original Christmas story was about redeeming a man who was over the factories and the factories are what provided for all the people of the town. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the provider of PR and basically, which is what everyone's livelihood now is how much you're selling or how much you're out there in the world. The end of a Christmas Carol was he saved a little boy's life by you know, providing for his family. Whereas the end of this one was Ryan Reynolds saved someone's life because he stopped someone from posting something on the internet. He didn't even actually do it. Well, Farrell's character is actually the one who did it, um, who, who made that ripple effect. Um, but that is that I thought that was a really great 2022 spin on an old timeless classic tale of we're still going through the same things as a society. Still, people are still terrible and and have the ripple effect negatively on people. And that still happens today. It's just wildly different than shutting down a factory. It's usually by the fingertips on a phone. Yeah, I did also have a thought on this that I love the originality twist on, hey, the haunted is now haunting the haunty, if that makes sense. Like, the person who was supposed to change actually ended up helping the person that was haunting him change as well. Will Ferrell's character changes. But when you find out the reveal halfway through that he was actually Scrooge, what that means is that at its heart, this movie is still about Scrooge learning lessons about himself. So even even as we get to a, a new, like, oh, we're changing other people, it's still Scrooge being changed, <laughs> like, 400 well, years later. <laughs> this is also, the, the, the keep talking about the ripple effect, when, when Will Ferrell's character has that talk with Octavia Spencer about, you know, being who you're meant to be and, and, you know, not, you know, being a good person, basically. Octavia Spencer's actually the one who keeps the little girl from tweeting the deal. Yeah. So that was like the... That was like the redeemable. It's like, oh, okay, so he was redeemed, and like that—that that proves the ripple effect or whatever. Which I thought was actually really, really good writing for a dumb Christmas movie. Agree. Um, also, what I thought was mm, good writing in that it wasn't exactly the payoff you thought you were going to get, but also seemed pretty obvious when it happened during that whole last song. Who saw the ending coming? Of Ryan Reynolds dying? Yes. Oh, like being dead? Yes. Yeah, I assumed he was dead. But also like dying. I assumed and, he was dead. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think he was going to die. When he jumped in front of the bus, I was like, well, that was it. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Once again, even after he got hit by the bus, it took me a while to realize <laughs> that he was dead. I don't know if I was just sleepy or tired <laughs> or if this was a tough week for Drew with EU. Uh, but I was slow to pick up on things, which maybe helped me enjoy this movie so much. When he gets up and he stands up in the bed of the truck and he's like, hang on, what's that? <laughs> I was like, oh no, what a great way of, what a great way of showing that. Well, they're also leading you into it as well when he falls down the stairs and he hits his head incredibly hard on that pipe. They're, they're laying the sure. groundwork for like, hey, be prepared. Like he might die. Cause like at that moment you think he might be dead for a second. And then he gets up and you're like, oh, well, you're definitely concussed. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I thought they... There was a part of me that thought that maybe that was going to be a dream or like is like a... Like he wakes up in the hospital and he's like, oh, how did I get hit by the bus? And he's like, no, you hit your head on the pipe. You've been knocked out for an hour. Yeah. I was thinking that they might have used that as well. But uh, no, the moment that he pushed him out of the way and then they started singing... My wife and I both looked at each other like, well, he's dead, right? Like he's, <laughs> he's and the gone. moment that they went back to do that final thing and he stood in front of the bus, I was like, yeah, he's so dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, no, ha- has to go. The, uh, the choreography in this movie, really incredible. I'm no, I ain't no dancing genius by any means, but you can usually spot bad choreography. Yes. Um, whether it's dancing or it's fighting or it's staging or whatever. This was good choreography. This is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. The tap number that those two do? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know anything about tap. That was fun, <laughs> though. I had a blast watching them do it. The, yeah. And all of the, the huge crowds of people. It's not just them, too. Like, there's so much going on. Those yeah. choreographers, deserve, choreographers deserve all of the awards. I agree. Okay, so I'm going to stand on the table here. I think this is the best Christmas movie of all time. Somebody top it. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm, you're wrong, but I appreciate your answer. Drew with you. Elf? Elf's got to be up there. Which also, I yeah. love that they did make fun of Elf in this movie. I know we touched on it briefly <laughs> earlier. stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there were a lot of great little lines like that throughout. Uh, Tons of good one-liners. Yeah. Too. Did you guys have anything that like stuck out to you? I mean, nothing's going to top Mussolini and Seacrest. <laughs> that's just the ultimate... <laughs> line reading that whole last scene when will ferrell and ryan reynolds get together uh is pretty great and full of lots of really good one-liners they really just threw they threw the kitchen sink in there at the last 10 minutes of this movie yeah uh, uh one other when, one. So, when ghost of christmas past said well he kind of redeemed himself a little bit uh <laughs> referencing oh, to them getting it on yeah. I, I laughed pretty hard at that her character was great she all was of her lines yeah yeah which uh, the table it's like he is attractive I just, oh, it's not what you're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> but he is. Are, you, are you testing? Are you texting, are you HR? texting HR right now? Uh, also, when she was like, "Smell his hair and describe what it sounds like," and then HR showed up and was like, "Now, from HR's perspective, this is totally fine. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's being asked of you, just just do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not enough Will Ferrell in the world. I stand by that. Uh, when he starts walking dramatically out the door, and Ryan's like, "Don't think just because you're looking at me dramatically, I'm gonna want to know." <laughs> What's behind that door? Hey, Clint. <laughs> yeah, then I love that. Like he was like, "Click, get, get over here!" Like he just lost it on. Let's him. go. Uh, what is the what is the line? Was when he's trying to when he's trying to come up with Tiny Tim's like, little Larry, uh, super small Sam. Yeah, <laughs> one of those in there that makes me micro Mike every time. Uh, micro Mike's. <laughs> There, I'm gonna watch this movie again when we leave there, here. I'm so excited. There were so many jokes in this that I can't actually necessarily say this is a children's Christmas movie. It oh no chance no it's not yeah no chance there there were things times. well there are things like how the Grinch stole Christmas that had like that's a kids Christmas movie but they like sprinkle in a few jokes for adults throughout it sure. that like are gonna fly right by a kid but the adult can go ha ha ha. That was for me. I appreciate it. That was some fun innuendo. This has some like straight up a little bit of like cursing, a little bit of like implied cursing, some like not for kid scenarios. Like they just straight up talk about how the ghost of Christmas past is boning Ryan Reynolds. And they're like, 
oh yeah, we're not even going to like hint about that. We're just going to straight up say that's what happened. And yeah. there are little things that it's like, oh, I don't know that you could watch this with your six-year-old. I think this was like, whereas most Christmas movies are like designed for the young child to learn a lesson. I feel like this movie being fairly meta is hoping for the ripple effect that the parents and adults watching the movie will learn to make good choices and teach their kids the good choices of things to post and not to post yeah. and to, to be kind instead of being mean. Uh, I think they were going for the ripple effect on this movie because it's definitely not for kids. Uh, agreed. The, like, even at the very beginning, there are, <laughs> I love when the two new spirits, like, they start dancing and then one of them's like, are you going to dance? And he's like, if I start dancing, I'm going to shut this place down and make everybody look bad. That made me laugh. And then the guy behind him was like, do they clear your browser history here? And it's like, oh, dude, gross. Uh, one, uh, one other small thing that I took away from this was I like to keep track in my head of the worst jobs in in a movie universe. And for years, I thought it was the guy who sat at the top of the clock tower in Howard Grinch Till Christmas and just announces, another minute closer to Christmas! And that's his whole job <laughs> every 60 seconds. And then I saw this movie. And Will Ferrell starts to sing, and a spotlight just hits him. And Marley goes, Gary, no, kill the spotlight. Which means there's there's just some guy whose whole job in the afterlife is just to have a spotlight ready to turn on at any moment somebody starts singing. And that's the worst job in a movie universe. Because you never know when it's going to happen. Apparently it happens all the time. And you don't know who's going to start it. You just got to be spotlight ready. So for our listener. If this wasn't the best, if this isn't your favorite Christmas movie of all time, or in your top five, go ahead and give me your top two or three. No, okay. The number one greatest Christmas movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I also love White Christmas, so I'm, I know that you're kind of like whatever about that. But That movie sucks. Yeah, I love White Christmas, so I'm going to put it up there too. Um, I think we're all forgetting about Jingle All the Way. Oof, nobody's oh, forgetting boy. about Jingle All the <laughs> wow. Way. That's a good movie. Uh, but then I would also put The Muppets Christmas on there. I absolutely love it. I I think this, I haven't fully ranked them, but this is for sure in my top ten. Uh, and then The Home Alones. I really, have we talked about those? Not a Christmas movie. You don't think so? I would consider them Christmas movies. I would consider them Christmas adjacent, which is a term that I've coined on this podcast over the years. Speaking of Christmas adjacent... Crawford, would you like to give a uh, teaser for next week's episode? Absolutely, as we talk about Home Alone versus Die Hard and how they're the same movie about Christmas. <laughs>